Welcome to the Sports Leadership Podcast, where leaders in sport get practical, relevant insight to help them take their leadership to the next level and become leaders worth following. Now for your hosts, Kevin DeShazo and Mark Hodgkin. Welcome to episode 20 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. Uh, really excited about this episode, Mark, as we dig into uh, the, the Thanksgiving season, the holiday season, and this topic of gratitude, uh, what it means to be grateful as individuals and leaders. And it's something that I do think uh, is really important. Yeah, you know, Thanksgiving is, um, is, is here. It's always been my favorite holiday, I think, uh, for, for the most point, part because of I love turkey and football and hanging out and, uh, and all that that goes into that. But I think, uh, you know, this, this idea of gratitude and really thinking about what Thanksgiving is, um, is, is really what makes it a great holiday. And, and it ties into our theme that we've had over the last 19 episodes of the Sports Leadership Podcast of being intentional versus being accidental, right? We can go into this holiday season and it just be about uh, turkey and football, um, or we can be intentional with the people around us. We can show gratitude, cultivate it within ourselves. Um, but also make sure that we're cultivating that gratitude among our team um, and letting people know how we actually feel about them, why we appreciate them. Not weird, touchy-feely, kumbaya stuff. So, so for those listening, like don't, don't click um, out, of the, out of the episode right now. Um, it's just practical ways to be uh, a more grateful person and the, and the um, tangible outcomes that, that result as that. Yeah, hundred percent. And, you know, it's been a, for those of who are listening in the college space, you know, it's obviously the dreaded crossover season. Everybody's busy. Basketball is underway. Football is wrapping up uh, fall championships and everything uh, for people in pro or uh, other elsewhere in the sports business, uh, still a busy time. So um, this is uh, about being intentional and taking some time. And I think we, we brush on some, some good topics about um, you know, practical steps to increase your gratitude, what it means to, uh, to you as a leader to be able to express this and cultivate a, a, a culture of, of gratitude. And, uh, you know, we get, even get into some of the things that we're thankful for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, I think this will be a really good episode for people, um, again, as we just kind of hit pause um, and slow down a little bit, something that we've, we've seen in our discussions um, and a lot of discussions that I have with leaders is that we just get really busy and overwhelmed by tasks and the work in front of us. Uh, and so this is a, a challenge to you guys and an opportunity to just slow down and hit pause um, and really think about the situation that you're in, the people that are around you, um, and find ways to, again, cultivate gratitude and then express that gratitude um, to be a better leader, to build better teams, to build healthier families, um, and, to, and to really change the environment around you. So dig into episode 20 uh, and enjoy. All right, welcome to episode 20 of the Sports Leadership Podcast. I'm your co-host, Kevin DeShazo, along with Mark Hodgkin. Mark, how are things? Good, Kevin. Glad to be back. Uh, we're just talking about that we haven't uh, had one of these episodes out in a while. It's been a busy time for, for all of us. I know, Kevin, uh, with the book coming out, how's that been going? Man, it's been so much fun. Uh, I didn't really have you know real specific expectations, um, but it has certainly exceeded them. I get emails daily from from coaches um, and from people in the corporate world, from ads who are buying the book for their team and having their team read along together, uh, which is such a fun thing to think about the impact that that those teams um, that will have on the on those teams on those leaders as they start to build their culture, um, because they're all going to start the day with the same mindset, and so it's just been a really humbling thing to be a part of super exciting it's just it's just, it's a weird thing 
Um, you know, we've got a local bookstore in Oklahoma city that's actually selling the book. So to walk into a bookstore and see your book, it's just a really weird, uh, feeling, but it's been so much fun and, and really grateful for the support of the social media community, the college sports community, people who, who were on the launch team, people who bought it and shared the good word about it. Um, so it's just been a really fun process. Yeah. It's going to be cool seeing that in the bookstore. Uh, was it the first book you've done that's had a physical paper copy? Uh, it is. So I, I actually, I think there's an option for a physical copy. Um, I don't even know if I have a physical copy of that, to be honest with you. It was probably so poorly written that it doesn't, it's not worth the paper that it would be printed on. So this one, yeah, I think this would probably count as the first one to have a, a physical copy. Um, and even getting the box in the mail. So I ordered some copies um, to give away to family and different things. And, and so to get that box in the mail and open it up, it's like, Oh yeah. Like that's what you created. And, and to have, it's a weird dynamic. I thought about blog, blogging about it. I just haven't done it yet. Uh, Cause I'm not that disciplined, but just a surprise to no one <laughs> just this, it's a weird feeling to like, there's a lot of my heart and my story and other people's stories in that book. Um, good, bad, and different. And the stories aren't new because I've been sending them via email um, to the culture wins championships email list now every day for three and a half years. But that's, you know, email is still a fairly private thing. People take screenshots and post them on, on Twitter, which is really fun. But to actually like all these, this stuff that's inside of you to put it into this thing and, and ship it out to the world. Um, it's just a weird feeling. And then to see, to physically see it and open up like, man, that's, it's real. It's all right there. Hopefully I don't offend anybody. Hopefully I didn't screw something up. Um, and then you, you know, my dad's been reading it. Family has been reading it. It's just a, it's a weird, it's a weird, I don't know any other word. I could just keep saying weird. Cause it's, just a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's hard to describe. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I, I've enjoyed reading it. Um, I have a physical, uh, paper copy, uh, and it's, uh, it's great. It's been, it's been good. I finished, uh, reading through it all the way and then kind of plan on, you know, checking in on it daily. It's, it's outstanding. So hopefully, uh, everyone listening will pick up, a pick up a copy. I think it's still, um, on sale on Kindle? That's correct. Yeah, it is still a dollar. I have not decided when to, to bump that up. Um, probably fairly soon. Um, it's never going to be, the Kindle version will never be probably more than $4. It's not going to be crazy expensive. The The hard copy is $13.99. So both those are on Amazon or go to leadershipinterrupted.com and they've got um, their links there to direct you to, to where to purchase the book. So on that note, in terms of being, being grateful for that, uh, that's the topic for today's show. Uh, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. We are filming this on November 16th, um, almost two months after episode 19, because we are very disciplined and consistent people, um, do what we say, not what we do. Um, we want to talk about this idea of gratitude um, as we enter into not just the Thanksgiving season, but the holiday season, the end of the year. You know, Last year, we, we did an episode on, on helping people be more present um, with their family, with their friends, with those they care about around the holiday season, kind of talking about the five years. Uh, but I think it's it's really important for us to hit on this idea of of gratitude as we enter into this holiday season and what that means for us as individuals and as leaders and as we lead teams, as we lead families. You know, when you first think of gratitude and, and where your mind goes when you, you think about that topic, maybe leadership isn't the first thing you think of. And maybe it's not one of the first traits you think of when you think of great leaders. Um, but if you kind of dig down a little bit more, I think you really see that this is a an underused and overlooked kind of leadership tool. I think it's something that's incredibly important for your entire well-being, both personally and professionally. You know, it doesn't show up on those those lists about the key traits of leaderships, but um, you know, it really does have uh, a multitude of, of of really amazing things. Not to be overly traumatic about it, but a, a really a ton of uh, amazing 
uh, side effects and, and things that will really help you become a better leader, better person, really. Yeah, I think you, know, you look at there, there's science that has shown that you can't be both grateful and stressed out at the same time. Like you can't have those two emotions. You can't have that, that mindset. You can't have a split mindset. Um, I think most of us too often give into the stress mindset, to the negativity, um, to kind of being overwhelmed with, with what's going on in our day. But we have a choice. Like we don't have to give into those things. We can actually choose to be grateful. We can choose a mindset of gratitude. We can cultivate that both within ourselves and within our teams. And, and, and there are tangible benefits that come from that, right? We are healthier. Um, we are happier. People are actually drawn to us, right? We want to be around people who uh, are grateful because they're positive people. Um, they're engaging people. They're optimistic and hopeful people. Um, and it also just makes us more content, right? If, if, we're, if we're grateful, that means we, we understand what we have. We appreciate what we have. We don't crave more. Um, that doesn't mean we don't want to do things better and, and build bigger things, um, but we are we are content and grateful for what we have in the moment. Um, and I think the, one of the big things with gratitude is that it takes that microscope off of us and that lens off of us um, and helps us to shine it on other people. And we can get easily consumed with us and our careers and our dreams and our hopes and overlook other people. But if we if we choose this mindset of gratitude, we actually start to look um, at other people and we start to focus on other people, which lifts them up, which makes everyone around us better. So I think there are a few things that we need to, to look at on this, on this idea or um, this mindset of gratitude. And I think the first thing is it starts with you. Um, so what are some practical ways that you think people and leaders and individuals can cultivate gratitude internally? It's so common um, as we go forward. I think a lot of people are talking about you know, how tumultuous of a year 2007 has been. And I think we said the same things last year in 2016. Um, obviously, a lot going on in the world that's not great. I think it's amplified a lot by the, the media environment. Every, we see a lot of terrible things that happen. Um, I think going down even to a micro level, um, people in, in sports, you know, this is a tough, um, competitive, time-consuming business. Um, and, and I think people who are, who are in leadership positions, you know, they're naturally ambitious. And sometimes when you're uh, ambitious. Um, it's easy to kind of be focused on on where you want to go next, and not maybe stopping and saying, you know, what we're what we're grateful for, and making sure the teams know that. So, I think when you talk about practical ways of of kind of changing this mindset, it really has to be cultivated like any other habit. It has to be something that you do daily or, or very frequently. Um, and I think uh, as as um, you know, simple as it sounds, finding parts of the day to really get into specific. Um, things that you're grateful for, whether that's writing them down in kind of a journal or a pad. Uh, you know, when you start the day, when you finish the day, um, something I've tried to get into a little bit more, um, some of my daily rituals, just, you know, finding things that every day that you're grateful for. And, um, you know, you, it's easy to, when you start doing a, a practice like this, I think it's easy to have the same things every day, right? You're thankful for your health. You're thankful for your family. You're thankful, um, hopefully for your job. I found the most value and the kind of the real, the real change when you started branching beyond those, um, and getting really, really specific, uh, not just things that are, that are very, um, you know, big, obviously you are you're gonna be thankful for, for health and happiness and job and, and family and things like that. But if you can find you know, smaller things or things that are overlooked, like, Hey, you know, that, that difficult coworker today kind of came through with a, with a project and, and that was outstanding. I'm going to be thankful for that. I want to be thankful. Um, you know, my car didn't break down on the way into work today, or I'm going to be thankful that I have 
you know, great music to listen to on the way home. Um, you know, they can be really small things. Um, and they, you know, and, and having the variety of it really kind of opening these things you take for granted every day. Nobody, nobody doesn't take a lot of life for granted, but I think doing that very, you know, steady, very frequent analysis, whether again, it's, it's on paper or it's just kind of mentally, um, is really the most practical thing you can kind of start with. Yeah. I think we, why most of us don't, don't do this is we just don't slow down. We get overwhelmed with tasks, with life, with work, with family, and we're just going, we're just going, we're just going. Um, and we're overwhelmed with, with the tyranny of urgency, right. Of what's going on right now, what's happening in front of us. Uh, and we, we don't take time to be grateful. Now, if we would just slow down and, and kind of look up a little bit, we would, we would see, man, there, I actually have a significant amount of things in my life that are really good. Um, yeah, this project is difficult. Maybe my boss is difficult. Maybe my kid is sick or whatever. All this stuff's happening, but I've got so many things to be grateful for. This tough time we went through in February and March, I mean, we got through it and we're better for it. Um, and so I think trying to, trying to, as you said, put in to practice as part of your daily rituals. Um, we've had a few people on, on the podcast talk about the value of daily rituals and, and daily practices and, and um, the outcome of that, that what, what flows from that. And I think gratitude is one of those things. I know author John Gordon talks about, he takes a gratitude walk. Um, he lives out in Florida on the beach. And so he takes a walk on the beach, um, tries to every day to kind of center his mind on what he's actually grateful for. And it can be family, it can be health. Um, but I love what you're saying. It can be just really specific things that we tend to overlook. I mean, I, you know, last night, my 20 uh, month old started screaming out at one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding. I just want to sleep. Like, I'm just, I'm tired. It's been a really busy season. I want to sleep. And I'm like, man, it sucks that he's yelling. And reality is he had a nightmare. So like, why am I getting upset that he had a nightmare? Um, and he's yelling, dad, dad, please, dad, dad, please. Like as he's screaming, so I'm like, okay, okay that can be really annoying. And that can, you know, I can get negative about that. Or I can say, man, I've got a, a healthy 20 month old who wants his dad. And I'm home to be able to be with him. I'm just going to have to go rock him for 20 minutes. I'm going to lay him back down. I'm going to go to bed. But I can be grateful that I'm not, not traveling, even though I love traveling. I'm at home. I'm able to be around. He knows who I am. He wants to be around me. Um, and just simple things like that. And that, I know that that sounds cheesy to those who are listening, this, um, this attitude of gratitude. Uh, but truly, like, we get to choose our mindset. Uh, I've been reading a lot about mindset and, and outcomes and, the, and where we start it determines how we finish. So if we choose negativity and frustration, we're going to end up with negativity and frustration. If we choose positivity and gratitude, we're going to end up in a positive situation, no matter what the actual outcome is, because we're always going to see the positive in it. And so I think finding those daily practices, whether it's when you wake up, on your drive-in, whatever it can be, to help you get centered on, on gratitude each morning. You make a great point, and I think it's easy to, um, and it's something I've done in the past of uh, maybe just overlooking this or, or, or thinking, yeah, that attitude of gratitude sounds kind of cheesy. It sounds soft. It sounds like it's something that will slow you down from where you want to be. Um, three years ago, if you told me I would be keeping a gratitude journal, I mean, I would have laughed, you know, but you just got to kind of get over some of that stuff, I think, and, and really take a, take those seconds. And, you know, you talked about uh, what John Gordon does with a walk, you know, maybe you don't have time to do a walk in the morning. Um, maybe it's just while you're brushing your teeth or maybe it's in a workout routine or, or, you know, whatever. I think everybody has, five minutes, right. To do this. I mean, there's no, there's no reason not to, but, you know, taking that a kind of a step forward and kind of bring it back, I guess, to the, to the leadership aspect. What do you think, uh, you know, being a, a leader with gratitude kind of does for 
how your team looks at you, your coworkers? Um, what do you think about how it impacts a leader? Yeah, that's great. Great question. And I think, I think it has almost immeasurable and will also have measurable benefits on, on a team, on your leadership. Number one, it's going to make people want to be around you a lot more. If you're, if you're a grateful person, if you lead with gratitude, uh, people want to be near that. They want to be around positive people, engaging people, energized people, um, and they want to work for those types of people. They want to show up for those types of leaders and do great work um, because what, what happens when you're grateful, so if, you, if you're doing what we talked about um, where you have this routine of, of um, cultivating gratitude each morning, that's going to eventually flow out of you. So you're going to be around your team and you're going to notice man, Jeff, like you are killing it this week. Thanks for, thanks for the work that you put on. I so appreciate uh, your commitment. I know it's been a lot of hours. I know it's a busy season. I see the work you're doing. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Jessica, man, I love how much life you bring to our team. Like we laugh and we have fun and you drive a lot of that. Thank you for, for the mindset that you bring to our team. And you just start to, you notice things um, that have been happening for a long time, but now your, your mind is, is trying to be more aware of these things. And then that flows out of you where you want to actually acknowledge that. And so you're valuing people, you're praising people. Um, and so that creates a more committed team, a more engaged team, which creates a more productive team, and which is where the, the tangible benefit of not just a better attitude and more fun, like people actually do better work um, and are more productive in, a, in an environment of gratitude. Yeah, you know, it reminds me, um, the other day I came home, um, my wife Megan, she works at home, uh, she works remotely, she kept her job from when we came down here to Florida, um, so she does all her work out of the house, um, kind of, you know, cut off from the rest of her company that's still up in, in Rhode Island, but uh, she's been working on this project that uh, was really brutal, for lack of a better term, I mean, her job, um, she works in telecom, um, it's not as much of a passion as maybe what my career is, she enjoys her work mostly because of the people, and, and, uh, and I think she's good at it. But she'd had this project that was going on for a long time, really wearing her out in a way that I'd never seen in the 10 years she's worked there. And uh, the other day, I guess it was just yesterday, I came home and um, you know, she was visibly happier than she maybe is every every other day. And I was kind of like, you know, well, how was your day? And she said, you know, the, the VP of the company, you know, we had this conference call, it's an all-hands call. And you know, he just went out of his way to say, Megan, you've done a great job. Or, you know, a big part of this account. It's a big uh, multi-million dollar deal. Um, and she's like, you've just done a really good job with your, your corner of the, the project. And, you know, it wasn't something that he needed to do. Probably, it probably didn't take more than 10 seconds on a call. Um, it really didn't make uh, a huge difference to, to, to them, except to her, it just, you know, raised her spirits immeasurably. I mean, she was just like, you know, he didn't have to do that. And it, it felt really good. I know, you know, it's been such a struggle and um, so many frustrations and, uh, you know, people sent her Skypes after that kind of, you know, hey, that's awesome. Congrats. You know, good job. It was such a such a big thing to just have a little bit of gratitude and show it with an employee, as opposed to just saying, you know, well, we we pay them, we pay them well. Um, they're <laughs> that's what they that, that's what the money's for. As the uh, people who watch Mad Men, there was a great scene once with that that uh, uh, when he was arguing with uh, with his um, worker with Don Draper and and Peggy, and said, you know, she's like, you never say thank you. So that's what the money's for. You know, we don't want to be like that. Um, and I think it's easy, even if it's not as as bold as, as Don Draper in that, in that scene, you know, I think there's always a certain element of that. You're paid here to come be a professional. You're paid to do a good job. You know, why do I need to say an extra, you know, thank you. Why do I have to, to show that appreciation? You know, we, we talked about how people might be afraid that too much positive feedback, you know, maybe almost has a demotivating factor or, you know, we're worried about praising somebody and not the other, but, uh, you know, just showing that, that gratitude, you know, in a, in a very, 
uh, specific instance um, in my life, you know, you can see it, see it make a huge difference. And, and that's the beauty of it is that people don't expect it because none of us give it, right? Most of us, even though we are, I, I think if we were honest with ourselves, we are pretty grateful. Um, we just don't cultivate that enough within us so it doesn't flow out of us. So nobody expects that. Nobody expects that acknowledgement. They don't expect that encouragement. They would like it. Um, they, they hope that they would get it, but they don't expect it um, because most of us just don't get it. And so when it does happen, I mean, talk about surprise and delight. It's like, oh my gosh, they, he did notice that the work that I put in, she did pay attention. Um, that, that goes a long way in building influence and building trust and building commitment. And it's such a simple thing. Like that, just saying, man, thank you. I see the work that you've done, or I really appreciate this. It can take 20 seconds and the impact that has on a person's day and on, on their work that they do, it can make a job that people may not be that excited about. It could change everything. If you go into a job, like, you know, when I was in the healthcare world, you know, our, our expectation was to make a hundred phone calls a day. Well, that's a terrible job. Like there's nothing fun about that. But when there's a, 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 a culture of gratitude and appreciation and being valued, like people love showing up to that environment. Didn't matter what the job itself was, the culture made it worth showing up to. People were excited to come to work each day, excited to be around the team, excited to be around the leadership um, because they, they, we felt valued, we felt appreciated. Um, and, and in a very specific and, and tangible way, it wasn't, well, here's your bonus. You know, you did, you did what you were supposed to do or you went above and beyond. Here's a bonus. It's no, like, I see what you're doing. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Like that means so much to our team, to organization, like that, what you're doing matters. Um, and again, people just don't expect that. And all we have to do is slow down. And so that's one challenge for you guys. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, we want to challenge you as leaders to schedule time with your team. And then before the year is over and, and have a, um, you could call it, you, you call it whatever you want, a gratitude lunch, a celebration lunch. Um, we did this with our team here last week. And we, we asked a couple questions, said, what are you grateful for, for this year and this place that you're in right now? And then what are you hopeful for? And so go around the table. You can do it in your conference room. You can take them out to lunch, um, but take some time. And it's, I, I know that you're thinking, nope, this sounds awkward. This feels weird. This is not okay. You're right, except that it is okay. And, but it's, it could be awkward. It could be weird. People crave it. Like we've seen time and time again, we've, well, we've gotten really good, um, I think, at doing meals. And so we do what we call a salute dinner. We do a celebration dinner. We do expectation lunches. Um, and it's just really fun. People want to share these things. They want to know that you care about these things. And so giving people the space to say, here's what I'm really grateful for. And it doesn't have to be about the job. It can be about family or just what's going on in life. It could be they're grateful for another person around the table. Um, so sharing what you're grateful for and then what you're hopeful for in 2018. And just creating that environment of, of gratitude and people saying, man, look, look at the year that we've had. We felt like it was really tough. Maybe it was, but look at where we are now. We have a lot to be thankful for, a lot to be grateful for. Um, and I think the challenge leaders is that you go first with that. Um, you can set the tone um, so that everyone, it kind of, it, it breaks down that barrier for everyone else to say, okay, we can share. Um, we can be honest here. Let, let's, let's engage in this. And it'll be a lot of fun. Um, the value that will come out of that time together, the, the unity that will form around a team. And I would suggest doing that on a somewhat regular basis. If that's quarterly, get your team together and talk about, you celebrate each other, a celebration lunch. All that is is saying, picking someone around the table, each person just says something about another person. I want to celebrate this in you, Jeff. I want to celebrate this in you, Jessica. So it's just simple things like that. So the challenge for you before the end of the year is to go and have 
um, a Thanksgiving gratitude meal luncheon with, with your team. And then you go first. Yeah, hundred percent. I think it, it, it's going to take a little bit of vulnerability for a leader to do that. Um, you know, you have to kind of get over it. You have to be open to the, the, whatever comes out of that conversation, but it helps build trust, helps build respect. It helps understand, you know, also too, what I think we focus on the challenges and the threats in work a lot. You know, there's competitive threats. We talk about it in our office, you know, there's things that are, that are challenged and everything. Sometimes just quickly resetting to some of these things. I hear there's some really good things about this, whether it's the work environment, whether it's the people, whether it's, you know, somebody who's done a great job recently. So, you know, I think it's an, it's an awesome time. It's a, it's a good time of the year to do it um, between Thanksgiving and the holidays. Um, Obviously uh, the holiday is based on, on this kind of thought. So it's a natural, natural time to do it. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And again, leaders embrace the uncomfortable things in life. That's the only way we grow. That's the only way we get better. Um, and, and if we want to have a grateful team, we need to start by, by being grateful as leaders, leaders to find culture. Um, so start to cultivate that within yourself every day. Let that, let that flow out of you. Let that be something that comes, um, it won't come naturally, but, but it becomes a part of your natural rhythm to show appreciation for those um, on your team. It, again, it doesn't have to be a luncheon. That can be every day where you start to show gratitude uh, for different people and, and, and team in the organization. Um, so we want to model that for you guys. So we're going to end talking about what we are grateful for. So Mark, uh, I'm going to let you go first. Um, what are, so as you sit here today, November 16th, dates are hard, details and stuff. November 16th is when we're recording this uh, of the year 2017. Of all that's happened this year, of where you are right now, um, what are three things that you are grateful for? Yeah, you know, the first one's uh, fairly easy. Uh, my parents were down here uh, visiting uh, our new house in Florida. Um, I think for most of those who've listened know that I, I made a move and, and came down here to uh, to Orlando about a year and a half ago. Um, a very close relationship with my parents. They're, they're, they've been wonderful parents, but I'm now a thousand miles away from them. Um, so I've only seen them uh, in person, I guess, three times uh, since I left. Uh, so that's been, that's been challenging. Uh, so be able to to have them here and spend uh, some time together, just uh, just catching up and and you know sharing meals and uh, doing stuff around our house, uh, you know, was really uh, really great. And obviously, the first thing that kind of comes to mind um, on a bigger scale, I think the the opportunity here in Florida has been something. Uh, working at New Lion has been something that I'm thankful for every day since I got here. Um, had an unexpected. Uh, change about like last summer, last spring, something I wasn't expecting. Um, but the, the opportunity every day has been wonderful to come down here to a place with, you know, it sounds, it sounds small, but wonderful weather where I'm outside, you know, most of the, the year supposed to be under uh, snow for, for six months. Uh, you know, that's something I'm, I'm thankful for. And then, you know, bring it in a little bit more um, tightly and kind of to leadership. Uh, you know, I have a boss now that sets very clear expectations on what they want from me. We were very communicative. That was something I did not have previously. It's helped me grow better as a professional. It's made every day much more enjoyable to have that kind of vision setting, setting the tone for what I'm expected to do. Uh, so that's something that, you know, uh, I'm also thankful for. So those are my three. Uh, Kevin, how about you? That's really good. I keep thinking time. I suck at time. I don't even say suck on a podcast when you're trying to be professionals, but I'm going to, um, because in my mind, like you started at New Lion in June, um, I know that's been longer than that. And my, but like eighteen months, I'm like, wow, that's crazy that it's actually been that long. Um, so I'm, I'm expecting to say, yeah, I'm really grateful to be down in Florida, new job this year. I'm like, nope, 
been there a year and a half. Um, I'm a terrible human. That's that's life. <laughs> that's good. What am I? What am I grateful for? Um, and I I truly have a lot to be grateful for. I I love what I get to call work. It's unique. It's interesting. Um, I love that it's not about me. Um, I love the impact that we get to have. The stories that I get to hear from student athletes, from coaches, from from administrators, both on the social media side, um, as well as on the leadership development and, and culture building side. Uh, both in the sports space and in, in the business space, but my heart is is the sports world. So I love getting to do that, to wake up each day and to just get to invest in people um, as as a job is is pretty ridiculous. And so I, I love that I that I get to do that. It's there are days when it's obviously stressful, um, but I, I more than anything, it's just it's just fun um, and it feels like significant work. And so I'm grateful to just play play a small role in that. Um, I'm grateful for a really supportive family. I travel quite a bit. And so my wife is a rock star um, who, who puts up with me and my big dreams and big ideas, which change by the day um, on top of our three crazy boys. So we've got an almost nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and an almost two-year-old. Uh, and so she, she runs our life uh, and, and, and on top of running her own two businesses. So grateful for a supportive family of kids who, who put up with me leaving, even though it makes them sad. Um, but they love what dad does. They love um, hanging out. So I love that I get to be with my family when I'm home. Um, I get to actually engage with them. Uh, and I am grateful for, I am grateful for what's to come. I think the next five years are going to be really significant um, in a lot of ways for a lot of people. And so I'm, for, for my world professionally, for friends, for, for the sports community, for the social media community, I'm really excited to see what the next five years look like. It's been weird because people are getting new jobs. <laughs> and so a lot of us have grown up together on Twitter, which is weird because I've almost been on Twitter for 10 years now. I think it was 2000, 2000 maybe, maybe it is 10 years. And so we're seeing people switch jobs who have been in jobs forever. Um, we're all kind of, people are growing up and they've, they've had their first kind of job out of college and now they're getting their, their big boy, big girl job and moving into leadership positions. Um, and so that for me is so weird because there's just so much change when it feels like there's been a lot of consistency, but it's also super exciting to see the impact on the world that the kind of the people in our community are going to have um, as they move into these really significant positions and the influence that they already have with people. Um, so I'm really hopeful for what's to come and grateful for, for the impact that a, that a community of people who I feel has kind of been overlooked in the sports world, the social media kind of people, I feel like they are, they are now taking a step forward into really being, true influencers, not quote unquote social media influencers, but having actual influence to being influential within their team, within the industry, within their departments. Um, so I'm really, really grateful for those people, how they've invested in me, how they've invested in themselves and for, for what's to come for them. Yeah, that's outstanding. And uh, it's fun. I feel better just kind of articulating that stuff. Uh, I hope you feel the same. It's just, uh, it's weird sometimes just getting it out there and, and uh, audibly, you know, can, it, it raises your mood. And I think that's how it'll be when, uh, when you talk to your teams. And guys and girls, depending on how you're wired, it's okay if people start crying during these things. Like gratitude can stir up emotions. So don't like make weird faces. Don't try to hold, like, just, if you're a crier and I am, I didn't cry just now, just for the record, but I, I weep at almost anything. Um, if you're a crier, just cry. It's fine. Um, that's, it's part of it. Um, don't, don't shun people or, or shut down the meeting because somebody gets emotional. That's, I, I think, especially when we don't typically see that from people, 
teams appreciate that. Say, wait a minute, that person is actually a human. <laughs> like we yeah. feel like a robot sometimes. Like they're a human. They have emotions. They have feelings. They have hopes and dreams, and um, and that that can be an emotional thing, especially depending on what the year may have looked like for them. And when they talk about what they're grateful for, there can be some some strong emotion in that. So I, I embrace that. That's part of it. Don't shy away from it. So that's it for episode 20. Um, happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there listening. Um, hope you've enjoyed this conversation. Hope it kind of brings up some things to not only think about, but to implement in, uh, in your organization, in your own life. So um, again, we challenge you to um, spend some time thinking about what you're grateful for and, and bring it up with your, with your team. Yeah, I think my, I hope that you guys really do take those challenges that we talked about um, in the podcast and put them into action. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, it's going to be weird. That's okay. Um, and I think especially when we talk about the idea of, you know, we, we talked about daily practices of how you can cultivate gratitude within yourself. And if that's a gratitude walk, if that's journaling, whatever that looks like for you to get that to be part of your daily routine. I think, I, so I read a great book called Finish by John Acuff, and it's about finishing goals and why people don't finish their goals. And there's this, this part of the book where he talks about people are too focused on perfection. And so you start a new goal at the beginning of the year. I'm going to work out every day of the week. And you miss like day eight. You're like, gosh, I couldn't even make it eight days. I might as well not even go back. Uh, and so you find these excuses because you weren't perfect to not keep on uh, going. And so perfect is not the goal with anything um, as leaders, as, as um, individuals, and certainly with gratitude. So if, if you decide, hey, I'm going to start journaling every morning um, about what I'm grateful for. Well, if you miss morning three, that's okay. But if you're doing that zero days out of seven right now and you do that two days next week, well, two is better than seven um, and three is better than two. So give yourself some grace with that. But I really hope that you take those challenges to heart and find ways to intentionally cultivate gratitude within yourself. Yeah, you said it. Absolutely, the focus should be on progress over perfection. So um, thanks for, for everyone for listening. We look forward to hearing uh, your stories about this. If you want to uh, send us some things that you're thankful for and let us know how this challenge went for you, please hit us up. Um, you can find me at Twitter, uh, Mark underscore Hodgkin, and you can find Kevin at Kevin DeShazo. Uh, so look forward to hearing from you. Um, if you're enjoying these episodes, uh, please feel free to drop us a uh, a note, a suggestion, future show topics. We uh, would love to make this more interactive with our listeners. So um, until next time, please uh, have a great week and happy Thanksgiving. For Kevin DeShazo, I am Mark Hodgkin. Mm-hmm.